What's up out there, revolutionaries? I'm your host, Justin Staples, and joined with me as always is our co-host, John Custer. How we doing out there, everyone? Welcome to this episode of The Vault, where we'll be continuing our discussion on cannabis, mental health, and competition. We're lucky to have Chicago Blackhawks Stanley Cup champion Daniel Carcillo joining us today to discuss these trending topics in today's health and sports world. Daniel, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. So I guess we just want to start at the top. We know that, you know, with you being able to reach the the peak of the mountaintop and having such a, prof- a prolific career in the NHL that hockey had to become, a you know, a, a big part of your life at a young age. So can you just talk about the journey, you know, how you just went about that and when did, I guess, you know that that was going to be your goal and like trying to focus in on hockey? Yeah. So I was always a kid who grew up wanting to do the best I could at whatever I tried to apply myself to. And Hockey in Canada is like religion, so everything pretty much revolves around the hockey rink. And so from four years old, you learn to skate and you start playing, and I was really drawn to the game as an emotional release. Um, Hockey's really good anger management. You can put your shoulder into somebody carrying a puck, and it was totally legal. So I really loved that aspect. I loved the team aspect. I loved everybody working towards a common goal. Um, Obviously... um, there's a lot of a lot of really good things that that you take out of hockey and I wasn't ever a kid who was like, "Well, I'm definitely going to make the NHL." I never really thought like that. I just really loved playing the game of hockey and then it kind of took me to a place as I got older some things happened in my life where I really needed it. And then I was lucky enough to, you know, be drafted and, you know, 2 3 years later out of high school I'm in the NHL or or in the AHL working towards the NHL and um, you know, now I'm I'm retired at 30, and I have um, you know, I have uh, I have my family because of hockey. You know, I've got my friends, and so the sport has really it's it's given me a lot, and um, and it's also been you know, <laughs> it's not all roses, and uh, and and I think you know, coming here and, and speaking about how how cannabis has helped to protect my brain throughout my career, and then uh, how I use it today as a tool and as medicine. Um, is uh, it's a great opportunity. This is the first time I've done it. So, how would you uh, describe your time here in Chicago? You know, you kind of played a role in the revitalization of a storied organization that was pretty down for a while. So, I'm just kind of curious to hear what was it like to to be in the city at such a time like that? Yeah. So, when I broke into the league, old uh, old man Wirtz still owned um, the team, and there's like 2,500 fans. <laughs> in the old stadium and it's a big stadium and so the big joke is like oh we're playing Chicago the city's great like we're gonna go out and tip a tip a bunch back you know and it didn't really matter if you were a little hungover and um and that changed when Taves Kane came here I remember playing not necessarily against them but Keith uh Seabrook you know Jamie Frazier all these guys that won in 2010 and really were a part of this dynasty we battled in the AHL and like mm-hmm. I'm an 85 birthday and that that was one of the best NHL drafts and we went at it and then we ended up I ended up losing to you guys in 2010 when I was on Philadelphia and that was just a great series and then um I uh a Philly didn't qualify me one year and the Blackhawks called and and came here and then you're a part of this dynasty and we were lucky enough to win in 2013 and 2015 and and hockey's really important because you, you often hear about, like, the core group of guys. So if you have a really good core leadership, which they do, and they always have, you ha- you pretty much give yourself a chance to win every year as long as you plug and play with the right pieces. I heard. 
yeah, you talk about that core and then everybody pretty much having their piece and like, you know, they're part of the group. So I guess, can you kind of expand on your role? What was your role on the ice for those who don't know, you know, kind of, you know, what did the coaches look for you to go out there and do every, you know, night in and night out? Yeah, I was, I was, um, my job was to impose my will on guys and, and make them hesitate and make them quit and make mm-hmm. them not want to, not want to play anymore. <laughs> so get uh, star guys off their game, um, you know, change the momentum of a game with a big hit. Obviously, fighting was a part of that role, sticking up for my teammates anytime someone tried to take advantage. Um, and uh, and really just being like uh, the best teammate that I could be, you know. Before I came here, I turned my life around and, and, and went to rehab and really um, woke up from not really being the best uh, type of person, you know, or teammate. And so... Um, uh, I made some really great relationships in the last five years of of, uh, of being in, in in and around this city, and um, yeah, it's um, you know it really special a really special uh, team, and then it's a really special sport, you know it it really is, and and um, you know I feel I feel lucky to have uh, to have been you know to have played it, and and I feel lucky to be able to be in this position now, where you can kind of. You know, reach back and and start helping people uh, with traumatic brain injury, and and because that's that's also part of the sport, right? Exactly. Is uh, is leaving it, you know, not really the best version of yourself. And mm-hmm. so, um, the last uh, four years has been a uh, sometimes a tough journey, but um, I mean, cannabis has played a big role in my recovery, and and CBD and THC, and um, it's it's I look at the research and the medical papers. Uh, about how cannabis and cannabinoids can um, can help with traumatic brain injury and help protect the brain from from further injury if you're playing collision sports and mm-hmm. the research is overwhelming and and you know thank gosh I was smoking All right, I'm gonna say, <laughs> my whole career you know <laughs> yeah so that kind of leads me into my next question I want to say when did you kind of start you know even accidentally kind of pairing those two and you know using that did you even know that you were kind of helping yourself by you know smoking throughout your career or like you just stumbled on it, like you know. Yeah, I'll talk about that part. Just, process a little bit. Just stumbled on it, and it's pretty prevalent in the NHL because you know some nights you don't want to drink four or five beers and take an Ambien, and you know uh, I'd rather roll one up and and sit on the couch and and just you know watch right. TV or, right. or write or go downstairs play the drums and. Um, yeah, inherently, I didn't know that I was taking a medicine that was actually protecting my brain because the war on drugs will have you believe that it kills brain cells. Well, I think we know now that it makes people more creative and more focused and more clear and and gives people more energy, but also it can help people sleep. And um, so I used it really as a tool. I think it's a really amazing tool if you can use it the right way. You know? When did you become really well versed on, you know, traumatic brain injury and was it something in, in your playing career that it felt like around the league that was put out of focus or that other players were really aware about or was it kind of something that just you kind of put at the end of your head because, you know, you're playing night in, night out and someone like you as an enforcer, it's tough to think about. Mm. Yeah, we don't, um, we never got educated, you know, like they, they rarely even use the word concussion. It was, it's weird, you know, and then the script or the recovery was here's some opiates, you know. Um, so from what I know now, I had to delve into the research because when I left the game after my seventh concussion, the symptoms were brutal. And I watched my friend be cleared for four concussions in 12 weeks by the Blackhawks, Steve Monador. And I watched his deterioration and he was gone, you know, about a year and a half, almost two years to the date. And so I think seeing that, the way that I felt after my seventh, my son was born that year. I'm just like, you know what? 
Um, I was having really, really bad like post-concussive symptoms, you know, slurred speech, light sensitivity, insomnia, impulse control issues, oversleeping, undersleeping, uh, head pressure, headaches, you know, and so I'm like, wow, you know, something's going on here, right? And uh, so then I just started reading, and I'm, you know, reading medical papers. There, you, you pay a certain subscription, and, and, and literally, if you can read and you know what you're reading and who's writing it, then you can learn about it, right? And so um, it, that began a journey for the last, uh, you know, almost just over four years of trying to recover my brain health and going to all these concussion clinics. I kind of got stuck in, in, in treatment for, it was almost like a big pharma for concussions where they said, well, we're going to, your brain is placid and we're going to help you create new neurological pathways. We're going to identify where your trauma is because the concussion isn't on the whole brain. It's on one area and we're going to stimulate right? So I kept hearing that for three and a half years. I kept going to these clinics. I kept spending all this money. Nobody ever talked about my what was going on internally. Um, my spirit, my hormones um, were never talked about. And so when I said I want to get my blood work done, but they were they were like, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it later in the week. So yeah, we'll do it. it never happened. I'm like, huh, that's, that's a little bit of a red flag. Mm-hmm. So then I got my blood checked and I found out that, you know, I had the free testosterone of a 70 year old male. I was 34. This was seven months ago. Um, You know, cortisol levels three times as high because with repetitive head trauma, pituitary gland sits in a very, a very rigid part of our skull and usually gets damaged and your thyroid. So the first thing that now I tell people is, well, you know, you don't have to spend $1,500 a day. It's not feasible for, it wasn't even like, it wasn't feasible for me anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, Go get your blood checked. You know, go to an endocrinologist and don't ask him bring, to bring it to the median level, right? Tell him to optimize it, right? And that's what that's what I've done um, and made, um, you know, I also introduced uh, seven months ago CBD with uh, a six mushroom blend um, into my into my regimen. Um, I microdose psilocybin mm-hmm. and, um, you know, those two things. Uh, coupled with uh, the mindfulness and farming and and farming my own cannabis plants and my own medicine and and really just having a different outlook on life now and feeling the recovery, getting a clear QEEG for the first time, clear blood work. It's like, okay, this is really working. And all it is is it's, it's, uh, it's the CBD, right, taking out the inflammation in my brain and all over my body. So it's the cannabis. And it's the mushrooms with the neuroregenesis uh, neuro properties, of like lion's mane, you know, I mean, just an amazing, and that's not, that's legal. (laughs) We're not talking psilocybin right now, but then you add that in, I mean, um, that is the epitome of what you hear at these clinics, neuroregenesis, neuroplasticity, Mm -hmm. right? That's what these supplements do. And it's a handful of $3. Right. Okay. Versus 1500 like you were saying today. And then you're taking your power back because you're not going to some white coat and, and he's telling you something. Meanwhile, you know, this is going to last for two or three months or, you know, for the rest of your life if you don't get hit in the head. I didn't get hit in the head and it would fade away for three after three months. Mm-hmm. I was still doing my daily stuff. So now it's like, um, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense, right? Check your hormones, what your body's naturally creating. Try to get off all the chemicals that you're on and, and really assess the state of your brain. And then um, do a couple tests and, and really, you know, in my opinion, turn to CBD and plant medicines and fungi and mushrooms. And, um, uh, you know, you can, re, you can have success like I've had. I mean, I feel the best I've ever felt. I've won two Stanley Cups, two world championships, right? 
Mm-hmm. I was spiritually, mentally bankrupt. Okay? I'm 34 now, about to turn 35. I've got three kids under the age of five. I've got a beautiful wife. I mean, life it couldn't couldn't be better well, right now, man. <laughs> it couldn't sound be like better. It, yeah, sound like it's it. amazing. You Thank you. Yeah. You, so yeah, man. And now it's about bringing this to other people. Exactly. Because I'm sure you know some some buddies, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. I got buddies back home that are suffering, right? Mm-hmm. And so now, and my family sees the difference. They're like, what are you? What, Exactly. What are you doing? I'm like, here, here's CBD. Here's can. What is that? Is that marijuana? Mm. Like, right, right. <laughs> right. It's an interesting conversation always because, like yeah. you said, it's always been so prohibited and people who, like, when you put that information in front of them, they're more hesitant than just listening to, you know, I guess the big pharma ads that you see mm. all the time where it's like you're trying to treat high blood pressure, but the symptoms may be, <laughs> you know, you're going to have an like enlarged heart and whatever the heck else may end up happening. And it's like that's just everybody's so much more, I guess, conditioned to go to those because they've been told it for so long. Yeah, so, uh, and, and it's a lot of, like, autoimmune stuff. An autoimmune disease means we don't know what's causing it. That's what that means, that term. And then they, but here. (laughs) Right, but here. I'm going to prescribe something for you. You know, it's nuts, nuts, man. And this comes from the earth. And we have a system in our body, the endocannabinoid system, that works directly with these cannabinoids. And that is why they work. And that means that our higher power, whoever put us here, um, they've been working with this medicine since the beginning of time. Right. You know, and so why shouldn't we? You know, I hear man, and definitely you've been so vocal about this, man. How has the conversation kind of changed? You know, have guys been more willing to reach out to you since you've been coming? You know, more vocal about this, starting your foundation and things of that nature. And then you know, how have you kind of been able to see? I guess your effect on the entire conversation when dealing with you know mental health and talking with hockey players and just people in general, man. Like, how has that oh, effect been for you? It's been amazing. You know, um, I've got people on this protocol uh, that are getting better who have Parkinson's, you know, um, doing better on early uh, on testing uh, with their neurologist. And their neurologist looks at them, well, what have you been doing? Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, I have 1,500 milligrams of lion's mane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like just simple stuff that like, is right there in the literature, you know. And um, and if you, if you get as bad as I got, right, if you have the anxiety and depression that morphs into suicidal thoughts and you're looking around at your life and you're like, I've got a car, I've got a beautiful family, everyone's healthy, I've got, you know, um, a roof over my head. Like, what? Why am I wanting to make a plan to go kill myself? And, and it was because I was stuck in those, those treatments and I just wasn't getting better. And now there's a solution for people, right? And I think hope, too, right, is, um, is huge. And even if it's a placebo, it doesn't matter. Placebos work for a reason because... Your brain can't distinguish between an experience you're having and a thought. Right. The chem- the same happy chemicals mm-hmm. are so now I learned that and I didn't know that till like three months ago and I'm like, oh man, so positive thinking really works. Yeah. Right. And and can positive thinking and mindfulness and these supplements actually help people with autoimmune diseases and traumatic brain injury and mental health complications. Um yeah. I truly believe it can. You know, these mushrooms go in and strengthen the myelin sheath and your axons, you know, and that's weakened in people with mental health problems and TBI. So, I mean, now it's a matter of um, I'm initiating clinical trials in another country with this protocol. And, I mean, just super hopeful for the future and and just talking to people. You know, if people want to talk on social media, you can just DM me and, and I'll get back to you and... Um, in a month, you know, bringing this this protocol um, 
this um, and this medicine to people to hopefully to my following who's who's been great, you know, um, on this two year journey of just like learning, right? Just learning about like how do you diagnose a traumatic brain injury, you know, and and then really how do you view your injury, you know, because the way we view it, if it's in a negative connotation, like I want to get back to that person I was yesterday. It's not the way to think about it. You can actually get better than that person, right? And we should always want to grow and get better, you know? Do you think the NHL could potentially listen to you or adapt policies of what you're trying to do, or does it seem a long road ahead for something like that? Yeah, so I've systematically cut all ties with hockey. Um, there are a lot of things that happened to me in hockey that I've had to reconcile with, and um, and I truly believe that in in for me uh, for my happiness, um, I need to stay away from that community, and 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 so it's not to say that I'm not focusing on 750 players, right? I'm not trying to be a dick, but it's like 750 or 320 million who suffer from depression. You know, 750 or like Alzheimer's, you know, I mean, they know where I am and I definitely help guys. And as soon as they reach out and, and I just give them the information and that's, we spoke about this before we started recording. I just want guys to know the truth, informed consent about the risk of, of doing your job and repetitive head trauma. And then the, the risk of taking these chemicals that they prescribe you. And then over here, well, what's the solution? think all three of us know what that is mm -hmm. it's plant medicine you know it's naturally um naturally made plants that come from the earth mm -hmm. <laughs> you know I... from a seed not um a lot of these chemicals are just are, are made from plants but it's just one isolated compound you know like i truly believe in the whole plant keeping it together and then micro dosing instead of macro of mm -hmm. everything, right? Mm -hmm. So like 14 different mushrooms of a small dose to get to 1,500 milligrams, I think works better than here's just 1,500 milligrams of one thing, right? right? So so what would you say kind of, I guess, to the dissidents, the people who are kind of, you know, on the, the opposite side, they, like I said, we've been ingrained for so long to know that, you know, or has cannabis has been labeled as this crazy drug, same thing with mushrooms, psychedelics, and other things of that nature. So I guess to the opponents of these for whatever paranoia-like ways that they think they can induce in a person when you're trying to treat these, you know, mental health issues. You know, mm. what do you say to those people that kind of, I guess, would say, hey, you know, slow down a little bit? Because mm. that's a conversation that we kind of consistently have to have in this industry. It's a tool. Cannabis is a tool. It can be used for good for you or it can be abused. <clears throat> and if you're not educated on it, then don't take it. Right. You know, if you suffer from schizophrenia or bipolar, you probably shouldn't have a high dose of THC. Just do your research, you know. So, but CBD might work for you, and now you can get THC free, mm -hmm. right? Distillate, so it's not so much full spectrum, but you can get the next best thing. Right. You isolate that one um, compound, and and then you can give it to firefighters right now, right? Mm -hmm. Then you can give it to police officers, mm -hmm. right? Because they're not going to fail a drug test, right. and they can get the benefits of this plant, you know. Um, so. Yeah, I just think do your research and it's, I mean, you can look at the anecdotal, but then there's a ton of medical studies. There are some, you know, and it's going to get better. There's going to be more and it's getting more specific and, um, you know, there's specific strains for specific ailments now, right? Uh, terpenes and, and cannabinoids and, and everything, really. I mean, I'm excited. You know, we're working on some stuff. Um, I'm about to launch a plant health company and, and I'm excited for things like, you know, THCV. You know, yeah. like a appetite suppressant, mm -hmm. you know, um, and a plant-based appetite 
suppressant. Mm. Like that's amazing, <laughs> you know? It really is CBG for like Crohn's disease. And I mean, um, it just goes on and on and on. And so, you know, the research is going to is gonna catch up or the science is out there. And as far as the psychedelics, I mean, pff, you can't deny the science out on psychedelics mm -hmm. at all. And there's, you know, um, they're coming from like legit organizations and universities like John Hopkins and the Imperial College of London. And um, just, uh, you know, the FDA just released uh, another breakthrough designation on psilocybin to treat major depressive disorder for USONA. Um, and this company is actually in, uh, partnered with the West Indies University in Jamaica, um, and they're going to initiate these trials. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of really amazing things going on, you know, and um, a lot of healing, which is great, you know. That's great. You've kind of mentioned those themes a lot throughout this conversation, like healing, and, you know, you mentioned how when you hoisted that Stanley Cup that it was actually kind of the lowest point spiritually how you felt I'm kind of interested did cannabis would you say attributed to now where you are like how did it I guess help you better transition from living and before we recorded this you were kind of saying the NHL and that type of world that's not reality right right do you feel like it almost helped you better transition now to this real world where you're participating in these business ventures and <clears throat> yeah it achieved me or it helped me achieve um, a little less anxiety you know, a homeostasis, you know, and really just, um, it's a tool, right? And, and I use it accordingly. And I think the more that I researched, the more I understood. I'm the type of person that needs to know, right? Like, okay, wait, we're doing these eye exercises? Or wait a minute, how did you just diagnose my frontal lobe? My eyes work on a degree scale? Like, I need to know, <laughs> you know? And, um, I mean, cannabis has been amazing, and I use it before I go to bed every night, and I use it if I have a creative block, THC, during the day, and it makes me more creative, and I'm better at problem solving, and I sleep deeper. The only time you recover is in your REM, and so, I mean, it's been, it's always been there, you know, and I didn't know what I was doing, but thank gosh it's always been there, because I really do believe, like, I was close to not being here, and I smoked a lot, you know, and so maybe that's why. That's why I'm still here, you know? So um, it'll always be a part of my life, and I will always advocate for it. And um, and I think the more research done, um, the more we're going to learn, and I think the more people we can help. You know, I think just I do not believe in the big pharma model at all. I do not believe in, in uh, a daily pill that's a chemical that targets one specific area of your brain um, and, and you have to be on that the rest of your life. Ugh, I don't believe in that. You know, I just don't. It's a lot, man. Well, we want to say that first and foremost, we're thankful that you're still here and fighting this good fight, man. And uh, you seem so in, informed on everything just that you have going on. So we want to let our uh, followers, our listeners know, you know, where can they go to hear your story again and, you know, just see everything that you have going on to 2020 and beyond. Uh, yeah, so I'm on Instagram, Daniel Carcillo13. Uh, I'm on Twitter at CarbombBoom13. That's just, that was my nickname during my career. And everyone's like, it's the, you know, every, <laughs> oh, yeah, all the haters and the trolls are like, uh, you know, well, change your name, man. And I'm like, never. Right. You know, it, it reminds me of somebody that I never want to be again. Yeah. So, no, I won't change my name. And that's who I was, mm -hmm. right? I'm ashamed of it. But that's who I was, and it's I can't just delete it, you know. So uh, that, and then um, a Chapter Five Foundation is is the transition program um, for guys uh, to help them transition into life after the game. Um, and uh, and yeah, I mean Facebook too, just Daniel Carcillo, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty. 
pretty uh, pretty active on it. And then I'm launching, um, you know, Made Plant Health, hopefully on my birthday at the end of January. And and then um, uh, I'm also launching a personal website, DanielCarcillo.com. And then <laughs> then there's yeah, then there's the decriminalized nature. Um, uh, that that everyone can follow if they want to learn more about about that movement and about the resolution that's gone forward and about the panel that I'm putting together um, to speak in front of the city council uh, to try to decriminalize all ethiogens. So, well, thanks again for <laughs> yeah. joining us today, man. Thanks, we man. really appreciate it. No worries. And you'll, thank- have to, you'll have to come back, I think, because it sounds like you're gonna have one of the busiest 2020s. <laughs> all of our former guests. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of there's a lot going on. It's a lot of good. Yeah. So it's it's. And it all works together, right? I think all this stuff works together. Yes, you know, man. it's 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 medicine, man. Definitely, man. Well, again, like I said, thank you. And thank you, revolutionaries, for tuning in to another episode of The Vault. You know where to find us. Join the Join revolution. The revolution.